We are back, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. This is your host, Birdie. Do not forget the wordy. It's disrespectful, and I take that shit offensive. Today, yes, we are back. I got a brand new talk show. It's called Let's Talk About It. You might hear shit from wherever the hell. We coming from all over. We might be... We might let y'all hear some speeches. We we might let y'all hear some motivation. We might let y'all hear some dope-ass interviews. We might let y'all just hear about how to make money. People hit me now, and I'm not even live yet. Oh, it's going down. I'm the MVP. You guys are VIP. I hope y'all like this podcast. Share this with your people, man. They need to know this. They need to know what you need to know or they don't need to know you. Because if you don't grow, then they don't grow. And if you don't tell them, how will they know? Let's talk about it. Commercial break. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your host, Bertie. Don't forget the wordy. This is a commercial break. Now, this commercial is brought to you by Birdie Adventures. Yes, I have my own app. Yes, it's a game. Kid-friendly. Gotta love the kids. You just gotta love the kids. You can get it in the Google Play Store right now. It's free 99. Yes, free 99. You can afford it. Go download it for your kids. It is an adventure game. You can fly through the sky in a nice combat pilot and blow stuff up and have fun right now it's in stores everywhere i got it in restaurants everywhere kids are playing it going crazy so i don't want you to miss out don't forget birdie adventures in your google app store yes go download that right now appreciate it back to the motherfucking damn i was almost there (laughs) I was almost there. Anyway, I'm not editing this shit. I already spent too long as it is. It was good in the beginning. You got it. Just go ahead and download it. Birdie Adventures. Yes. Back to the segment. (laughs) In the building. Yes. St. John and Biggs. Yes, indeed. What's going on, fellas? What's up, fam? Now, uh... Biggs, last time you was here, you told us you wasn't... Doing the music anymore. <laughs> he did tell us that. He said he was okay. doing the music. <laughs> I was adamant about that too, right? And then I, and I've been watching St. John over the past years. I can see why yeah. you would want to attach yourself to him, but I'm still going to ask you the question why? Um, I mean, we built a relationship first. It, mm-hmm. it started with that, but um, you don't meet a superstar every day. Mm-hmm. You know, and I couldn't anticipate, you know, uh, getting with somebody with this amount of talent. So it was kind of hard for me to turn down. Well, explain yeah. how you heard of, of St. John. Uh, Tata played him for me. So Tata didn't take him? Tata wasn't like... Tata know. was trying to sign him. He was like, look, let me listen. Uh, play this album, Collection One. Uh, this guy I tried to sign. And for like two days, I couldn't stop listening to the music. And I met him at this Pierre Moss show. He introduced himself to me. And after that, for like the next two or three months, we became just genuine friends. And he kept saying, look, Biggs, what you thinking? Like, you know, do you want to get back? And I was like, look, I'll do it for free, you know? At the end of the day, I spoke to Ty and, um, and Jay uh, probably like late December. And I was like, look, I'm thinking about it. And it was like, well, you know the talent level and you're passionate about it. So you should do it. So St. John, why you don't want to sign with Tata? No. Nah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. 
This is your host, and this is the best podcast out right now. This is Birdie. Don't forget the wordy because it's disrespectful for one. Now, we are listening to the Breakfast Club Power 105 interview. They are interviewing St. John. St. John is dope as fuck. He's a great artist. You know, you can look him up on all uh, music outlets. He got a new album out right now. And like I said, this show is Let's Talk About It. So if you're sensitive and you're one of those guys or girls that just be tripping and extra overly sensitive, get off this podcast right now because I'm going to say what the fuck I feel. This is my podcast. This is my shit. Okay, so we're going to get into this interview. I hope you like it. I hope you accept it because I'm going to talk shit if I feel like the shit is going south. So let's go. Let's get into this interview. This is Power 105 with St. John and his producer Biggs from Rock Nation. Let's get into it. How about time? It wasn't that. What was it? We just got to, you know, we have to get the business right. Oh, so yeah, it was it's like a negotiation thing going on. Oh, we've been talking. We're having really good conversations and building. What's up, everybody? It is commercial break time. Yes, commercial break. This is what I'm finna start doing. I'm finna start adding a little bit of good affirmations in my podcast. Let's talk about it. I want you to have a beautiful day. I want you to feel amazing about yourself every day. So every time I put one of these podcasts up, I'm going to put some of that good old affirmations in there so you can rewind it and listen to it and feed that spirit and that soul. Everybody have a good day. This your boy Birdie. Do not forget the Birdie. I hope you loving this podcast, sharing this podcast. This is the commercial break. Good affirmations coming your way. Let's go. People in the business with they they like relationships. Mm-hmm. So you spend a long-winded period of time when you talk, you get to know each other, you see whether it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, what we were talking about doing at the time was management. Oh, like right nation management. Right nation. Yeah. Okay, got you, got yeah. you, got you, got you. Because I'd already done... Uh, early on, we were talking about doing everything. Mm-hmm. And we were just building a relationship. And then we progressed to management. And then it just never it never happened, but our relationship was intact, which is the best possible thing, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing happens, but you're still in a great space. Mm-hmm. And then when Biggs and I met, that was a natural fit. That was a no-brainer. Now, with you, Biggs, is this your only artist? Are you creating a management team now, or is it just this is one off? I'm going back to this. This is. I mean, yeah, there will be a management team. I also manage uh, Fallen, the producer, mm-hmm. who did St. John's first two albums. Mm-hmm. So he produced everything. And then also uh, the Drink Champs. Right. Yeah, so I, I know that. Yeah, I know yeah, 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 I put that deal together just now with Title, Revolt, and uh, Massapeel. Really? Oh, sneaky ass noise. With these sneaky ass business deals. Sneaky ass affiliations. I'm intrigued. Shout out to Randy Acker. We know we know that you uh, can spot a star, and it's always these people that I guess people wouldn't look at and say, "Oh, these guys are gonna be superstars." Nobody thought Jay was gonna be a superstar initially. Same thing with Kanye. What 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 is that energy that you see? Um, I mean, Jay was different. It was a skill level. I don't know if I had the um, the eye or, or, or um, the palate to say what uh, what kind of talent that would be. Kanye was different. We we were um, we had a little more time in the game, mm-hmm. so uh, I was able to understand the music 
the business and um, the sound a little more. Um, and this was the closest thing that I've ever seen uh, since Kanye. Uh, wow. Saint John. Yeah. Now, did you start off as a writer or as an artist? Because I know you wrote for a lot of people. Yeah. So you was always an artist. Yeah. So what wow. made you feel like, you know what, I'm going to give some of my records away? Because I, I know with some artists, they want to keep all their art to themselves. It wasn't choice. It was opportunity. I came from a place where I was just like, you know, it's inbreding you to be a hustler. So certain certain business tactics or principles, like I learned and I adopted. You're from Brooklyn? Yeah, from, mm -hmm. I'm from East New York, more specifically, mm -hmm. right? So if you can't get it off yourself and somebody else can get it off, then you give it to them. Right? You start the conversation and you roll from there. So I was working on records myself, doing it myself. Then an opportunity came and I started writing for other people. I knew that reach would be bigger than mine and broader than mine, right? Somebody with a, with a platform. I don't got a platform yet. I got to build mine. They're at the top of the steps where they got a platform they can deliver their message. Let me just give them a message. Smart. Now, this is what I don't like. I don't like when people try to make somebody else the same as somebody else. Let me explain that. Now, when you had a situation to where you have, let's just say, an artist that Instead of letting the artist shine as who the artist is, you try to equal them to another artist, which that's when you say that new artist reminds you of this big artist. To me, that belittles the artist at the moment. Stop trying to compare other artists with other artists. Just let that artist be his own energy, his own light. See, the problem with the world is everybody's always trying to compare greatness. Just let that person be great and that other person be great. It's a whole entire universe out there. We do not have to try to compare lights. That makes no sense. Like he said, he reminded me of the sound that Kanye West had. Or he reminds me of Kanye West. No, he reminds you of St. John. That's St. John. Give that man his fucking stripes. Biggs, give him his stripes. I don't like that. I think that is very disrespectful when a producer that does not rap says Kanye West reminds you of St. John. That puts them in a competitive state. Let's continue with the interview. Now, how was coming out of, of Brooklyn, East New York? Because most people would be like, you're not your typical East New York looking artist. Was right. that ever a problem? No, nah, I never thought about that. Yeah, I don't think about things I don't want to change. I think about things I want to affect, you know. Now, I heard a story. Oh, I like that. I want to expound on that. I like that. I mean, I live in the moments that are made for me, right? All the things that aren't designed for me outside the window, the scope of what I'm trying to do, they don't matter. They don't affect me. As long as they don't affect me, they don't affect me. Mm. I live like that. Mm -hmm. you, you talked about a story of, of flying to L.A. Mm -hmm. And they said that they had you in a, a $60 million mansion. And they said there was all these different studios and different rooms. And you had to go out there and work. Ex explain that yeah. a little bit. I remember that was the first Rihanna camp I ever did. Mm -hmm. Right, So I'm in this wild Malibu mansion. Who called you, first of all? Um, I don't remember who how I got the call. I don't know if it was Tata or Omar or... I don't remember how the relationship went at that time, right? Mm -hmm. This is different. This is like a couple of years ago. I'm in a 60, 60 million dollar man. First of all, it's hard to fathom, right? It's hard to scope what that looks like. Right. 
this hedge is. I didn't even know what a hedge was, man. Yeah, like what's a hedge? Like this is a designer tree. Oh, niggas doing some other things. And I'm in this place, and there's all these, all these artists, all these writers of different walks of life who've done incredible things, and I'm in there, right? So I remember at the time because the dream was a writer that he's like he's on he's large on my list. He's done so much. He's earned that spot. So I remember he was in the other room working. I'm like, I got to beat this nigga. I got to go. I'm going off. This is my shot. But of course, it's an incredible intimidation. You there with everybody on the planet, right? So Travis Scott's in the basement. Hit Boy's somewhere in the corner. And I'm in a room working on records. And my record ain't go. I wrote a record or two or nine or whatever it was, and it ain't go. Because you were like between six and nine. And she didn't take none of them. She ain't take none of them. That had to hurt your heart, Do they take you serious, though? Like, do they say... All right, it's this new kid in here, St. John. Do they give you that level of respect because you're in the room? Or they were like, nah, we ain't rocking with them. They don't got no choice. They got ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm there because I'm supposed to be there, right? And as long as I can do what I'm supposed to be while I'm there, then they can't ignore it. Everybody in that room, everybody on that compound is there because what they can do. Their ears and their vision. So unless everybody just proposes for that particular time to be dumb and blind, <laughs> it got accepted. Did you feel bad when they didn't accept your records? No. Why not? No. That helped it hurt a little bit. Like, you just wrote six records and they're like, yeah. Because I know it's out of my hands. Got you. Yeah. They have their own... When it comes to putting together a project, you got marketing initiatives, there's branding initiatives. There's so many things you thinking about you putting into that most songwriters just don't have the bandwidth to understand. Like, mm-hmm. you don't know they're thinking about all that. You just thinking about your record. This is the record she needs to do. This is the record he needs to do. They're thinking about what's great for their agenda, if it fits into their agenda. And I get that. It's not personal. How and it's timing, too, right? Because yeah, yeah. that same record, they might grab three years from now. Absolutely. They hold on to records for long, long, long periods of time. So I'm not discouraged by that. How was meeting Rihanna? Did you meet Rihanna? Yeah. yeah. How was that? It was cool. I remember... It. I don't know if she'd remember this, but we was in a, we in the kitchen. I remember saying... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't think y'all understood that. See, in the music industry, you get to a certain point in the music industry to where now you start off at the first step. That's your introduction. Then you start going up the ladder, right? Until you reach a certain platform. Now you are considered on this platform a brand. So now what you do is you take, let's just say, the super producers, like you get super producers, you have your label or whatever, you put them in a big ass mansion, right? Now what you do is, okay, I'm Beyonce. I'm just using that for an example. Okay, no, I'm Drake. Let's just say I'm Drake. Drake is at a certain platform now to where I'm not knocking St. John. St. John Let's just say compared to Drake, he's at the first step. Drake has a brand. So he's at the top of the platform, right? So what Drake does, Drake will get somebody like St. John, who's dope as fuck, but does not have his brand solidified yet. And what he does is he makes, not makes, I'm sorry, he pays St. John. To write him, let's just say, 10 songs. Then he gets, let's just say, you got a St. John 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Right? That's 10 different people on St. John's level. Right? He has them write maybe 
five to ten songs apiece. Then what he does is he sits down with somebody else like, let's just say, Biggs, his producer, which knows the game, knows what's going to hit and what's going to miss. They take out of those, let's just say, ten songs apiece out of ten people is a hundred songs. They may pick like maybe 20 songs out of that 100. Now you have something called a super album. See, you got to take the gems that's given to you in these interviews. They're giving you game, but you just have to pay attention. Now, like I said, this is my show. This is Birdie. Don't forget the word. It's disrespectful. Okay? It's just disrespectful. But this St. John interview just caught my attention because he's dropping gems without even knowing that he's dropping gems. But I'm just helping y'all pick them up. Let's keep on going. St. John, Power 105 with his producer, Biggs. Let's get back into it. I was like, yo, Rihanna, why you don't tell more people you Guyanese? Because you're Guyanese. Yeah, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe I said she's half Guyanese. Oh, right. Yeah, I was like, what's up? Why you don't claim your Guyanese side? She's like, bye, let me tell you something. <laughs> right? And I felt like one of my aunties was in the kitchen. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, look, Miss Fenty, look, I'm out. I broke out of here as quick as I could. I don't want no smoke. I don't want no smoke. Did you feel like you overstepped your boundaries? I or? felt like I, I feel like maybe I used four. words too many. <laughs> like, like maybe if I'd have stopped the sentence right there, that'd have been good. Yeah. I went four words too many. Yeah. Yeah. How did the Beyonce Brown Skin Girl session happen? It just happened. Fam. Some things you don't have the words to articulate, you don't know. Mm -hmm. That's Tommy. It's my favorite record off that album, by the way. Play that for my daughters all the time. That's what I made it for. That was Tommy and I started that in Jamaica. So I went to Jamaica to do this writing camp. So every year we do this camp in Jamaica. It sounds real sexy and luxurious because it really is. We on the side of a mountain. It's like 40, 50 writers, right? <laughs> we just making records for like 10 or 12 days. Right? Me and some really good friends and some people that I don't know. And it's a writing camp. So your only is agenda... Is anybody particular or nah, just, just to go out there and clear the mind? Just to go out there. I don't know about clear the mind. Make the publishing company some money. That's the real hustle, right? Everybody... You see that? A writing camp. Every year, people like St. John and other people like in that camp, they have a writing camp every year. And what they do is they sell these maybe, I guess, you know, um, uh, super albums to these producers and these labels. And then they say people like Drake wrote them, right? And Drake writes on his album. I wrote this song when actually St. John wrote it. But we don't know that as people that listen to music. You see what I'm saying? Check it out. It'll make some money. Mm -hmm. But we, you know, we're making art, so we're carving it out through art. So everybody's on the side of this cliff, this place called G. Jamis in Port Antonio, Jamaica. Mm -hmm. Right? All of these uh, villas, you know, like redecorated as studios, outfitted as studios. There's 50 of us. People are staying on houses on the way. It's sexy. It's ignorant mm -hmm. as it should be, right? And I'm on the last day. I went there. I was murdering it for 10 days. And I don't feel shy about saying I was murdering. I was murdering it. They got to accept that, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm there. <laughs> like, come on. Like, why, so you know yeah, right? why, why even be polite about it? Why be kind about it? I'm going to say the facts. Yeah. These are the facts. Mm -hmm. Murdered it. Bodied. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So I'm there. 
on the 10th day in my home, um, Shani, who's my publisher and a really dear friend of mine, she was like, yo, come to the studio, come one last day, do it, come on. I was like, Shani, you ain't see me, I was dancing. I, everything that could be done, got done. I go in the last day, I ain't really wanna work. And we start working on these records. Um, me, P2J, and another friend of mine, right? Bipolar Sunshine. We start one record, we were bleeding through records like really fast. I'm talking about four minutes on a song. I'm like, nope, it's, everything sounds good, by the mm -hmm. way. When everybody in the room is as gifted as they're supposed to be, you're hitting eights every time. Mm -hmm. It's an eight every time, mm -hmm. right? You get Michael Jordan, Scotty Pippen, and Ku Coach on the team. How bad can the game be? That's what it's like. All right. Boom, we move through record, 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 and finally we start Brown Skin Girl. I'm like, cool, we finished this record. And I, I don't know if it made sense to everybody else in the room, but that's where I wanted to go. That's what we, I knew we, need to, we needed to do something important. If it wasn't important, I didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. You make songs every single day. You write songs. It's like y'all interview people every day. Mm -hmm. If it ain't important, why should you wake up out of bed to do it? Right? Yes, that's a fact. Right? So that's how I felt. So we started the record. And the minute the language came with the melody, so you hear brown skin girl. So you heard that when you heard the beat? That's the first thing that came. I was like, let's go. And that's where the record started. So lots of it was conceptualizing, like written there. Mm -hmm. And then I came back to him. Actually, the first person I sent it to was my mom. The second person I sent it to was Tata. This sounds crazy, but it's true, right? So I sent it to my mom. So basically, St. John wrote a, uh, a song for Beyonce, which was called Brown Skin Girl. You probably didn't even know that. That's what I'm saying. They go to these writing camps every year, like 50 of them, and they write songs and they sell them to people like Beyonce that have a platform, that have a brand, but you don't even know who the fuck these people are. All you know is Beyonce came out with a dope-ass song. So you're thinking that she's this mega-fucking-whatever star, but at the end of the day, she's not even writing her music because she is a brand. She's no longer Beyonce. Now she's like Gucci. Now she's like Prada. Now she's a brand. And people like St. John write for people like Beyonce. Brands. Let's go. She's never really heard me make. I never. My mother knew I was making music, but I wasn't asking for permission. I'm coming from a Guyanese household. She ain't giving the permission anyway. She like go to school, figure that out, be a doctor, be a doctor. lawyer, <laughs> be something, be a mechanic, get a trade, be a, a plumber, something, right? So she's like that. So this is the. I knew this record mattered, so I sent it to her, and she said, "You sound good." I was like, "I think that means it's a hit." She ain't never seen that before. You she sound good. Bunch of music ever? Nah, no. Wow. And that does, she's not a bad mom for mm -hmm. that. It's just that's not where she was at. That's mm -hmm. not what her vision allowed her to see. That's my vision. That was for me to see. She could see it now because I painted the picture more broadly. Mm -hmm. But at first, she couldn't see it. That's, that's why you can't get mad when people don't don't believe in your dream. They're not for, they're not for that person. To they're see. not dreaming it. Mm -hmm. Visions yeah. are for the people that can see them. And I was okay with that. So the second person I sent it to, by the time I got to the airport, I sent it to Ty. And he was like, yo, fam, this is crazy. Right? I never, yeah. I would tell you that. Yeah. Second year? All right. And by the time we, you know, I got off the plane, it was already starting to circuit. Like, it already started to make momentum. Mm -hmm. And then Biggs went and played it with Jay. Right? You played it for yeah. Jay and B. Mm -hmm. Like, B was, you got, you got to tell that story better than I could. No, no. Well, I went, actually, it was on my birthday. So I told Jay, I said, look, if I knew Michael Jordan and I'm playing basketball, I'm going to ask if my form is correct. 
I said, I'm getting back in the game. I need you to listen to these songs and tell me if I'm doing the right thing. Like, you know, give me a listen. So mm-hmm. went to his house, played like 20-something songs, and he was going crazy. And then he was on FaceTime, and then uh, B came downstairs, and we just listening to songs. But at that time, nobody was like picking anything or saying. They were just like really impressed by the sound. Mm-hmm. And Jay just kept saying the tone, the tone. When people hear that tone, he's going to be out of here. He's going to be one of the biggest artists. It's the tone. It's the tone, you know. And um, after that, I think maybe a month or two later, it kind of circulated and Sane was like, I think B's recording the song. I was like, yeah? Let me call Jay and find out. And then he was like, yeah, yeah, she is recording. I was like, oh, man. You know what I mean? And we went from there. What happens if three artists are recording the same song at the same time? Uh, That's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. No, no, no. It's a problem. Something's going to happen if three artists are recording the same right Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that means three people have the intention of using it. Gotcha. You might have an issue with it. You don't have to figure out who you get out to first. And yeah, you, you, y'all would have to say that on that, right? Yeah, we would yeah. if we wrote it. Yeah, if it's our record, for sure. Now, Biggs ever come up to you and be like, like try something like this. Look, I'm trying to make a song like this. He ever, he ever do that? No, not at all, mm-hmm. Biggs. Like, you stay out of that creative process. Yeah. He loves being in the creative process because it helps him see the big picture and helps him paint the picture mm-hmm. for himself. Mm-hmm. But he's not he's not pointing any fingers going, do this, do this. He just supports it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Biggs, how different is the success of a St. John to, to the success you saw other artists have back in the day? Because back in the day, you had to have a song on the radio, mm. a video on TV, like, but you still see his shows are sold out. So what's the difference now? I think it's just a different platform for marketing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, you know, with streaming, uh, radio, I think terrestrial radio is definitely still important. But there's other ways to pivot and think about um, an artist and grow them as a brand um, mm-hmm. as opposed to before. Because you got to understand what the marketplace is calling for for today. And you have to pivot fast. Mm-hmm. And everything is fast consumption, right? That's why, you know, we kept it to, we was trying to get it to 10 songs. We don't want to do the 20, 30, and 40 songs because people don't have, you know, that attention span the way they did before, right? Because there's so much music coming out, thousands every week. So, mm-hmm. you know, you just got to, you just got to adapt to what's happening today. And you know, say, John, you seem so original, right? So what is the... Whole ghetto Lenny Kravitz vibe. I just don't play guitar. It's simple, man. Yeah. That's it. That's it. But I don't see you comparing yourself to nobody. Nah, it's not a comparison. Mm-hmm. It's more of a respect for the path. He's the only person that's ever existed in that space, right? Like the the line that he walks, mm-hmm. it's sexy, right? But it's still cool and it's still aggressive. You still feel like that's a guy. But that's cool. It has its own magic, it has its own identity, it's original, it's poised, and it's informed. Like that's those are, there's very few people who have all those components. Him and Prince. Him and Prince. And what did, what did yeah, you listen yeah, to? What yeah. did you listen to growing up? Like, what was your mind frame coming from? Rap. I listened to everything. So anything rap, anything that came out, I was listening to Jay. I was listening to um, Fab. I'm listening to Jada. Everything. Oh, you a Brooklyn nigga? Yeah, 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 yeah super yeah, yeah. Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. So listening to all that, and then I, on the other side, I was listening because I grew up bouncing between Brooklyn and Georgetown, Guyana. So I'd be listening to Beanie Man, Spraga. Bougie, Cableton, right? Mm-hmm. So it was that, that's the influence. Wherever that bridge meets, that's where I live. It's just music at the end of the day. That's yeah, it. that's to it. Me, to me, it's just all beautiful mm-hmm. black music. That's it. The difference between it is rhythm and melody. That's what makes you think something is being rapped versus something being sung. Same language, different pattern, it's the same thing. And the Ghetto Linear album is supposed to be about you falling in love with a scripture during the summer, right? I mean, it's, look, the spirit, the inspiration of it is like this. <laughs> Here's the thing. 
People ask me, he's still a you know, nigga at the end of the yeah, day. for sure. Like I'm still a nigga. This is let's not get this messed up, right? Let red leather pants, but I'm a nigga. Yeah. I like strip. I love strippers, right? You know, I, was I, was okay. I literally was just having this conversation before y'all walked in. Yeah, the young lady who you just didn't say love to me. You said no, I know the young lady who just left. Her name is Tony. She's been caught up in a sex trafficking ring, and I I met her like 15 years ago. Told her she was too pretty to be doing this. You know, she need to bounce. Charlamagne gave her so many sandwiches. And I said, yo, you too pretty for this. Wow. So Envy was saying like, man, I was hoping that she didn't say you had sex with her. I said, nah, I've never been into prostitutes. I said, I, I love strippers, though. Strippers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Strippers are kind. <laughs> I'm lying. I'm lying though. <laughs> so, 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 so you frequent the strip clubs? Absolutely. But you I, fell in love with one during the summer? I ain't fall in love with one. I like the idea. Right? You fell in love with one. What's before? the idea? Ah, you listen, never fell in love with a stripper. I've never fallen in love with a stripper. Not for long enough to leave the club and still believe. It's seduction. Okay. It's seduct there's a certain truth to it, right? Listen, if everybody there is there for their own reasons, right? If there's no trafficking involved, there's nothing illicit, there's nothing nothing forced about it, then she's dancing and she's finding her way. Right? Which is cool. I think that's cool when a woman is independent and she's taking a you know, life into her own hands. Mm-hmm. Then when she starts to master seduction and start creating energy, that's real cool. Mm-hmm. Like when a woman can draw you across the room from across the room, mm-hmm. she's studying something else. She understands manipulation. I'm like, oh, that's cool. You just gonna wear that pink thing for me? And I like when they lie to me too. Tell me I'm beautiful. I'm cool with that. Just <laughs> tell me I'm the most pretty nigga in the room. I'm all right. all that. What, what you say? Your left ear smell good? You damn right. <laughs> I want all that. I want all that. Right? I, think, I think seduction is missing from music, especially with men. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like when I think about this generation, the last artist I think was that, that created seductive music was Miguel. With with that with the Adon and Miguel and Trey songs. I, I wouldn't call Trey seductive. Neighbors know my name and some of the records. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's the Trey. I just wouldn't call that seductive. I guess there's a difference between sexy and seductive. Yeah. Right? I see what you're saying. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Um, I think that's missing in general, though. I don't think it's music. Think about it, right? Music is just like art. It's just whatever the amplification of whatever's happening in the real world. Then you're going to see the music. Like, when we're going through a hard time, then you hear music that's uh, relieving depression. Mm-hmm. All of those things. It's reflective in that way. So... There's not a lot of seduction, period. Right. Right? I meet women all the time. Strippers and non-strippers. I'm fair and equal. Mm-hmm. But it's just something they don't understand. It's not something that's taught. It's not... You watch a movie or you... Uh, damn. What's a really good movie to watch? What's your favorite stripper movie? Favorite Players stripper Club. Movie? Players Club. That's with... Um, Lisa, uh, Ray. Lisa Ray. Lisa Ray. Come on, fam. Everybody and their mother wanted her in that movie, mm-hmm. right? Striptease, too. Mm-hmm. Because it's the way you dance with the camera. It's the way you dance with people's eyes. The way you dance with their minds. I think that's missing. Last time a girl took you on a date. Well, I'm married, so. I'm like, cool, you can go back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking I've never been that. A woman never took me on a date. I mean, imagine how powerful that is, right? Mm-hmm. So, Dr. Look, I'm taking you on a date. Yeah. Why don't you? All right, fuck all that. Okay. It makes sense when you actually think about it and you dissect it exactly what it is to be a writer right now saint john is saint john we got that but beyonce is beyonce 
So we have to look at the acceptance, the world acceptance. I'm not saying they're not going to accept him, but I'm saying he's a dark-skinned dude with dreadlocks, with motherfucking seashells on his dreads, with hella jewelry, or whatever that is. A lot of people ain't feeling that. It's a lot of people that is, but it's a lot of people that's not feeling that. Like, this episode that I'm actually interviewing is 298 fucking thousand views, which was three months ago, right? So, he wrote a a, a, a dope-ass record for Beyonce, right? But, now let's just flip it. Now, if Beyonce came on Breakfast Club right now and she said, oh, I got me a new single out called blah, 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 right? I guarantee you she would have way more views than 298,000 after three month time. So it all makes sense if you think about it. So it's like, even though she's a brand, she did not write her song. The person with no brand wrote her song. And she got the clout for it. She got the the praise for it. Because her fans probably not dissecting her music enough to know that a man with dreadlocks, with fucking shells on his dreads and jewelry and whatever the hell he got going on, wrote this record. They're just in love with the brand, which is Beyonce. Man, this shit is crazy, man. The way this show up at this time, and I want you to stand there. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you like. I'm like, cool. That is kind of fast. That's cool. I'm like, that's fire. Because all wives do that does now. Yeah. You think Envy don't be coming up with matching outfits on his own? This is the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. Okay. It's the truth. What do you got against O's? I see oh, you cross out the old. Uh, no, 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 no. It's just for distinction. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's now, not that overcomplicated. Now, how much does radio matter? Because back in the day, radio was everything. Yeah. Now, who cares? Well, I don't want to say that because I work for radio, but you know what I mean? As far as your song being played on radio, does that yeah. matter to you at all? To me, it doesn't matter. But I'm not naive. You can't be a superstar without radio. It's we not we debate that in here all the time. I think you can be a star. A, star. Mm-hmm. a superstar requires you to have absolute reach. Right? Mm-hmm. And this is still like really core reach. Now, a younger generation, right? The one that's about to take over the world, we're all streaming music. Nobody's listening to radio. But everybody else who hasn't figured out how to create a dollar out of their mind is still going to work on a nine to five basis, still clocks in like this. Radio is still clocking. It's still a check of time. It still helps you pass the day. Right. Right? That's still important. The rest of the world still exists, right? Whenever you come up with a new idea, you feel like, oh, the whole world is on this new idea. No, it's not. We're early. We're still early. Mm-hmm. Radio still matters. I would rather have what you got right now, though. Meaning, like, I would have to build that foundation, have a cult-like following, then go to radio. Because there's plenty of people that get to radio play. Don't know the fuck they are. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying I would trade me for whatever's happening. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm just saying me and whatever's happening is, like, whatever I'm doing. Yeah. In addition to radio, is incredible. Yeah, it got to be a combination. Yeah. To me, that's it. Got it's a combination that makes. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you um explain to me the different sayings you have like not a cult in, in, in God complex? Well, God complex is a is a record company. Mm-hmm. So everything is like sort of formulated around 
a few different you know, selfish ideas. Mm -hmm. So not a cult is the audience. Because I have an audience that's cult-like, but I prefer to refer to them as not a cult mm -hmm. so that they understand. So we identify each other when we see each other. Mm -hmm. right? In God Complex, I'm brazen, I'm daring, I'm ignorant, I'm arrogant enough to think that I could do whatever has been done better. It's fact, or else I wouldn't be here. Yeah, that's how you change the world. If I didn't think I could make music in a better way, or make it uh, sound better, or more poetic, or more ignorant, or more brilliant, I wouldn't do it. Well, let's let's get a joint on that. What, what what song do you want to hear right now on the radio? What should we play off Ghetto Lenny's love songs? You want aggressive, or we, we well, want ignorant? Whatever, or whatever you think is the, the massive shit, shit here right now. Shit. Listen, I'm an ignorant nigga. I want to hear the ignorant shit. Well, let's play right? <laughs> Go with I want to hear all I want is a yacht. All I want is a yacht. All I want is a yacht, man. Mm, okay. Okay. You want to introduce it, guys? Yeah, my name is St. John. It's the fucking ghetto Lenny show. I curse even if I can't curse. I'll bleep that out. Bleep that out. Bleep, bleep. Like, and don't send whatever fine to me. I'll give you Big's address. Send it to that. <laughs> <laughs> Here it is. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Oh, a couple more questions. Mm -hmm. uh, Lenny Kravitz. Mm -hmm. What's that relationship like? Fantastic. He's mm -hmm. a homie. How did you meet? We met in Paris. So we met at a Chrome Heart show. Mm -hmm. So we're about to go on. We listen. We're running through Fashion Week. Mm -hmm. We're missing shows. We're on time for some shows. It's a it's a whole wild chaotic moment. But we look good doing it. So no matter what you do, <laughs> if the picture looked good, it was a good picture, right? Yeah, and it right. happened. So we're about to go to the Chrome Heart show. We definitely like not the show, the um, parties. Mm -hmm. we definitely missed it. We're outside, but we're, we're, Evans there, Evan yeah. Ross, right? So Diana Ross's son is there, and we go inside, and it's dying down a little bit. And we see Lenny. And I look at Biggs, and Biggs look at me, and I'm like, bro, what you want me to do? I can't. Like, you got to put this together. So we find a window. Lenny's doing whatever Biggs calls big dancing, right? <laughs> you know big, big dancing is? Yeah, 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 it's like 10 nah. people in the room, but he's dancing, and he's moving all around the room. You know, the big dance, you start hitting. Oh, yeah, 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 So I'm yeah. looking like, how the hell am I going to talk to this dude? He's big dancing. He's dead. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm looking at Lenny. I look at Saint. Saint's looking at me like, Go. <laughs> you stayed by somebody waiting for them to finish talking. Oh, oh man! So we find a window, and Big talks to him, and he introduces us. And he heard the song. There's a particular song I wanted him to be on. Mm -hmm. Like this is how cool it is. It's, I made a record, and we were just about we were in the middle of finishing Get on These Love Songs, right? Which is my latest collection. Mm -hmm. And I sent this song. I sent this song. And I was like, "Yo, it'd be cool if Lenny Kravitz got on their borders." I just said it. I thought it'd be cool. Mm -hmm. And then we ran into him and he's like, I heard it. I like it. How do you hear it? L.A. Reader sent it to him. Wow. wow. Right? So he's like, I like it. I was like, let me like the record. Right? Because you'd only planned up until that point. You don't know what to do beyond that point. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's so, a feature. So like, what? He's like, yo, I'll do it. But we got to do it honestly and sincerely. I'm like, wait, yo. What that Ooh, whatever you want to do, however you want to do it, I'm down to do it. He's like, it got to be a real collaboration. I said, absolutely. He's like, come back. We're in Paris at the time. We were headed to London. He's like, come back to Paris. My daughter's getting married, right? My daughter's getting married this weekend. Come back Same. Monday. Zoe Kravitz is getting married. Come back Monday. I'm like... Whatever reality TV show this is, my nigga, I love it. I'm really happy to be here. I don't know if I'm starring as a guest appearance, but nigga, I'm on it right now. Right? 
So we go to London, we come back, it's the Monday, it's 3 a.m. in the morning. His daughter just got married, Saint Laurent just did the entire wedding in there, in his um, in his house in Paris, which is ignorant crib. So he FaceTimes me at 3 a.m. in the morning. I pick up, I'm I'm fronting. I'm knocked out, right? I'm like, I'm like, you're letting what's up? <clears throat> None. It's dark in here, you know. You know how you faking when the lights are <laughs> it's dark in here. He's like, yo, come to the crib. Alright, cool, I'll be right there. I get Biggs up. I get my guy Jason up. We go to his crib at 3, 3 a.m. in the morning. He's like, I started the record. This is what I'm, this is where I'm at with it. What do you think? And we start. And art is important to me. I really make the things that matter to me. Mm -hmm. So then I say, this is what I think. And we really start working on it. Were you intimidated at all? No. no. You knew you were supposed to be there. Yeah, if I'm making a record that you enjoy. All right. And we're here, we're here because of where my mind was at and where it's at presently. I'm not afraid of that. What about when it comes to like, uh, I, I don't like that, Lenny. You should change that. I do it like this. You got to remember, right? I've been writing songs for other people for a while, right? The first real big record that I ever got was Usher. Mm -hmm. So I wrote a record for Usher and then Usher invited me to, room, to the room to finish writing like the rest of the album. Mm -hmm. So I did. This was on um, the one where he was a stone. I don't remember. You know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. He was a statue and his face was cracking. Oh, yeah. Well... I don't remember the name of the yeah, album, yeah. but the song's called Crash. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right? So I go in and... Bruh. So he wrote Crash for Usher. See, you got to understand, man. St. John been around. We just didn't even know who the fuck he was. This is what I'm talking about. It is crazy vibes, man. If you really pay attention to what the hell is going on in this fucking world, man. People that you think is these big mega stars actually buy their music from people like St. John. That shit blows my fucking mind. Like I said at the end of the day, this is let's talk about it. So we're talking about it. You know what I'm saying? I have nothing but respect for St. John. I have nothing but respect for Charlemagne the God, the power, all that shit. Bigs. Rock Nation, Jay-Z, Beyonce, all that. But you get to a certain point in your career to where you become a platform brand. You become just something unordinary. Unordinary. That's a new motherfucking word. But anyway, like I said, you have to pay attention to what the fuck is going on, man. This shit is big. And you actually think that Drake made all these songs. You actually think that certain people that are megastars make these songs. And they're buying these songs off of people like St. John. So just imagine if you're St. John and you see Beyonce. You know I wrote one of your hit records. Man, back to the interview. And I work on another record on that album. So I cut my teeth. I'd already known what it was to be in a room that I was invited into because I belonged there. Mm -hmm. So I stopped feeling like I didn't belong there. Gotcha. So by the time I got in that room and I'm in the crib and it's this first, not first, but, uh, you know, sexy fabrication on the floor. That's <laughs> the best way to put it. It wasn't first? Sexy fabrication. Yeah. Something, something a little He's vegan. He's vegan. So it ain't going to be fur. It's yeah. going to be better than fur. Mm -hmm. Right? Check it, floors. I'll eat things on the wall. 
Basquiat shit. Even, even if it wasn't a Basquiat fam, it felt like it's a Basquiat. It's a Basquiat. I ain't never touched no Basquiat. I'm yeah. looking at that shit. I think he got like Joe Frazier's um, boots from fighting. <laughs> like wild shit. So with working on the record, and I'm telling what I think, and we're making the record better. And we come back the second day. Like, the fact that Lenny's been doing this for dozens of years. Mm-hmm. And he's still up at 5, 6 o'clock in the morning with me. Crazy. Banging out a record that he just heard. The three days ago was never going to happen. His, his daughter just got married. When I say just, all the wedding drapery was still up. Wow. They probably had just left, maybe two hours before. He was up. He was in a black tux. Wow. With the tie loose. I think you just earned another spin, man. Uh, introduce that record with Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> <laughs> this is St. John. You about to hear Borders featuring Lenny Kravitz. All right. Well, we appreciate you for joining us, brother. Yeah, Thank man. I, I look forward to just continuing to see how everything evolves for you, man. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, it's St. John. Appreciate you, Biggs. Thank you, Biggs. Yeah. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Man, like I said, man, this is Let's Talk About It. That was one of my epic, epic reviews St. John on Breakfast Club Power 105. This shit was dope as fuck, man. I hope you go out there. I have I don't have to say shit. Go on any music platform and go put in St. John and he's going to blow your motherfucking mind. This is your host, Birdie. Don't forget the wordy. It is disrespectful. Until next time, let's talk about it. commercial break it's time to pay some bills i'm sorry we'll get back to the segment in a minute right now this commercial is brought to you by over the water radio dj low so fresh if you want your music played worldwide contact dj low so fresh at over the water radio.com he will put your music worldwide, okay? So if you have a moment of your time and you're into music, R&B, rap, jazz, whatever you do, gospel music, whatever, hit DJ Loso Fresh on his email, Over the Water Radio. This is one of the most epic radio stations out right now, worldwide. Hit him. Let him know Birdie sent you. He going to hit you right back, tell you the details and how to get your stuff on the radio back to the segment what's up ladies and gentlemen this is your host birdie this is a commercial break like i said i love and i will do any promotion that you need me to do for your company all i ask is that you give me a discount so I can give to my followers and my listeners and the people in my podcast world so they go to your business, grow your business, and I just want them to get a little bit of love whatever company that you got. So like I said, if you got some kind of company that you want to promote, let me know on here. I'll set that up for you, send that to you, email that to you, whatever you need me to do. And we're going to get this thing going, moving, and grooving. So like I said, I hope you loving this podcast. I hope this podcast is making you happy. Share this with your followers and friends and family. And I hope you have a blessed day. Peace. <laughs>